You're listening to the Systems in Me podcast, episode number 270. Today, we're going to be talking about the five keys to a money-making website homepage. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. Super excited to bring this guest to you today because with our website rebrand, I was binging her podcast like a mofo to figure out this whole website thing because I have always made really simplistic websites, most likely one page. And so I was like, well, how, what is even available to me as an option? So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast to share her tips, her tricks and all that good stuff. We'll definitely have her, her podcast in the show notes as well. So you can go binge, binge it too. But today we're going to be talking about really the five keys to a money making website homepage. And so to talk about that, I have Miss Elizabeth McCravey. So Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm so excited to chat with you. And thank you for the kind podcast words because I love your podcast too. So that's so fun to hear that you were listening to it. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes. Awesome. So with that, tell us a little bit about you and your business. Yeah. So like you already kind of mentioned, I sell website templates for show it, which now you are a show it user too, which is really fun. So I sell yeah, primarily templates made for female entrepreneurs, a lot of coaches, photographers, consultants, people who are doing things like virtual assistants, all those kinds of fields and primarily women as well. Yeah, that's basically what I do. And then I also have a podcast, like you said, called the Breakthrough Brand Podcast, where it's a lot of business strategy type advice and then also website design too. Awesome. And so with that, again, we're going to be talking about the homepage specifically, which I mean, I don't know if that's the most important page on your website, but that's where a lot of people come through. So it's basically like your front door. And so with that, kind of talk with us about, before we get into your steps and your keys, really talk to us about what are your clients' businesses like before they've actually implemented an intentional homepage that will help make the money. Yeah. I mean, gosh, the homepage, first of all, really is so important. That's why when we, I was kind of thinking of like for this episode of like, what can we do that's really specific and actionable and all that stuff. And all, I think all the pages of your website are are really important. Your service page is going to be a huge one, but like you just said, the homepage is like the market, the brick and mortar of your online business. It's where people are going to come in and then go on different aisles throughout your business, like to the about page services and so on. So it's a really important page. And I like to think of it as like, all the options to help people decide where they want to go next. So you kind of have all these different sections of like, do they want to go to services more about you, all these different options. So it's like, I don't know what the right way to describe it is, but like an option where they're seeing all these things, picking where they want to go. And yeah, without being intentional about the homepage, I would say a struggle is just a website that people land on the page, don't know what to do next, don't know if they're in the right place, and then click away. People have really short attention spans. Just go to some random website and try to figure out if you're in the right place, and you'll see it for yourself that you too have a short attention span. So it's like um, having a strategic homepage helps people know that they're in the right place, um, really attract your ideal client, and ultimately get them to do more clicks to all those other pages. 
Yep, totally. And so with that, uh, walk us through the five keys to have us make in some major moolah with our homepages. Yes. Okay. So the first thing, and we're going to going to go through generally speaking in order on your homepage. So there's other stuff besides all these things I'm talking about. Cause again, we're only hitting five, but these are five that I'd say are super important. So the first one is what I call your brand statement. And that's that big block of text that people see when they land on your homepage. So it's typically ideally going to be the first thing they see, you know, they'll see your menu and logo first as well, but like the big first like statement we see. And so you want to communicate right there what you do and let people know, is this where they're trying to go? So like as an example for photographers, like if your location matters, it's really frustrating to go on a website and be like, is this person where I live or are they somewhere else? I can't figure it out. So that sort of thing we want to say really clearly let people know, are they in the right place? And Jordan, to use your website as an example, you have a really great brand statement and you say, we help our clients replace their monthly retainers with virtual VIP days. So things that are great about that, if you guys want to use that as an example, the language is simple and plain, which might sound like I want to be fancy and like, cool. It's like, no, simple and plain is what you want to do. Um, and I think sometimes we think in order to look like an expert, we need to use fancy lingo based on our industry, but that's actually can be more confusing. It can feel watered down and simple is what makes people understand it better and take action. And then also your statement is aspirational because people who are that ideal client are going to read it and say like, Oh, replace retainers with VIP days. Like that sounds amazing. I didn't know you could do that. Like, tell me more. It's kind of that next thing. It's like, that's what I'd love to do. And there's no fluffy words in it. So nothing just like extra to add in just because I think descriptor words are awesome. Like adding some adjectives and things like that. But sometimes we can have like too many and it's like waters it down. So yours is an awesome example. And one thing I like to kind of guide people on, if they're trying to come up with what to put there, you can think of what you do who you serve and why it's unique or the transformation, whichever one applies to you for coaches and people providing like services to other online business owners. Um, the transformation is probably one to focus on, but like who you serve, what you do and why it's unique. And, you know, my statement on my website starts with, I help Jordan starts with, we help. You could also do help in provide in blank thing for these people. Like there's all different kinds of formats. It does not have to be a complete sentence. It can be more of a statement. Like if you started with the helping. So yeah, that's really such a key because right when people land on your site, they're able to say, oh, this person's for me. Oh, I want to know more. Or if they're not for you, they can click away and be like, okay, this wasn't the right place. Um, and one more thing I want to add, and again, Jordan size is a great example of this, but on that statement area, having a great engaging photo, it could be of you. It could be something else related to your company. It could be switching out through multiple photos, totally up to you. But then also having a button can be really nice to link out to, you know, maybe it's to your service page. Maybe it's to an email opt-in that, is really applicable to whatever you're selling. It could be linking to a quiz. There's so many options, but kind of having that initial, like learn more, tell me more type button right under it. Yeah, I've definitely, like my big thing was like, oh, I know that I'm supposed to have a call to action above the fold. Like if mm -hmm. I've learned anything from anybody, like, I feel like that's super, super key. Cause some people are just like, great. Yeah, I just want to go do the thing. And they know you know, it's like kind of different buyers. It's almost different browsers for websites. Like there's the quick browser who just wants to hit the button and go to the next thing versus like the slower buyer, which I would consider myself to be, I'm going to read every single word 
you know, like I literally will digest the entire thing before moving forward. And so again, having those options, I'm sure are super beneficial. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, what you just said is really smart too, of making sure not just thinking about how you like to browse websites, but how other people do too. And some people want to read it all. Some people are like, give me the button. Totally depends. So yeah. So the second one is telling and showing people why you are the person that they should do business with and whatever it is that you're offering. So there's two ways I'm pairing this one together, but it's really two separate things, but brand photos, using photos of yourself and also a really strong bio about yourself. And this is something like, it really does like, it draws me nuts a lot, a lot lately about people's websites. I notice it lacking so often, but first thing is that if you are a personal brand business, if you're the face of your company in any capacity, you need a photo of yourself on the homepage. An exception to that would be if you're someone who you're like, I'm not the face of my company. We sell products. You should never even know who I am. Then that's different. But for a lot of people listening, it's going to be that, that you're the face of your company. So you need an actual photo of you, not just stock images. And I totally get it. Like as a designer, I'm like, stock images are great. They have their place and they help us, you know, fill in gaps, like all in our marketing. But I would say like one of the best things you can do for your website, besides just investing in a website in the first place is investing in brand photography to go with it. So showing yourself, people want to know who the heck they are working with behind the scenes of all the words you're saying on the site. And then in addition to that, answering the question of why should I trust you to teach me this thing, to do this service for me, whatever it is, what do you know that I don't? So basically like, why are you the person in this capacity? And, you know, you're going to talk about that on your about page, hopefully, but it's like, you should also talk about it briefly on your homepage. So, and uh, you know, something we hear often that I totally agree with is that like our website shouldn't be about us. It should be about what we do for our customers. And I think there's a spot for it to be about us, but also a spot to talk about what we do for our customers. And I would say like the about page is great to focus on some of those interesting things about you. And on this homepage bio is where to frame it all through. Here's what I can do for you. So yeah, answering that question, why you, and I like to do this with a short bio, maybe like six sentences, nothing too crazy. Again, we want to be like really brief on this homepage because it's like options of places to go to. So a short bio, framing it through the lens of what you do for a living, where you're located. It's a great place to share that if it matters a little bit. And then sharing a photo of you, ideally looking at the camera. It's a weird thing. Um, I wish I had like a source to like specifically reference right now, but it's, we have a connection with people when we look into their eyes and see a smile and it can happen even through a computer screen. So I'm all about the cool brand photos where we're like not looking at the camera and doing something more unique. And I think you definitely want a lot of those on your site, but at some point, maybe on the homepage, it could also wait till the about page, but having one where it's you smiling, looking directly into the camera to really make that connection point with your ideal client. Yeah. I've also seen people do one where they're like looking at the text that like they want you to look at or like pointing your chin and whatnot. So would you say that's still as helpful or try and focus for the bio picture to be one that you're looking face forward? I think either way, just somewhere on the homepage, I think it's good to have one of you looking directly at it. Like Jordan, I think on yours, let me look, you have yourself looking away from the camera, I think in most of these, 
but if still it's so close to it, like your first photo, you're almost looking in the camera and you have a yeah. lot of great smiling images, which I think that's a key to like, you don't want to necessarily, I guess it could, depending on what you do for a living, but you want to focus on ideally photos that make show people warmth and like friendliness as someone like that might be providing a service for them. But yeah, I think it could, that's not something to like super obsess over really just having a great photo, high quality. And then that bio that tells about yourself. Yeah. Cool. All right. What is the next key? Yeah. So the third thing is to show credibility and there's so many ways to do this. I'm actually just going to talk through like a couple of these ways, and then you can do all of these. You can do some of them, but people want to hire someone who they feel is an expert at whatever that topic is. And I think that's intimidating to a lot of people to hear that because they, we don't often feel like the experts at whatever it is, but the expert does not mean being like the greatest ever in your industry. And you have to be like the top of the top. Um, it just means that you are someone who can provide what it is, guide them through the process, um, make it easy on them, all of those kinds of things. So there's a lot of different ways to show credibility. I love to use all of them um, really on throughout the website, if not all of them on the homepage. So one way is logos of clients you've worked with. So if you're someone providing services to people, that's a great way. List some of those logos of clients where it's like people might notice who that is, even if they won't notice, just showing like kind of variety even of who you're working with. Places you've been featured, so media outlets, podcasts you've been in, that sort of thing. Testimonials, this is one that's like, really simple. And basically everyone should end up doing this, but at least one testimonial on the homepage that really showcases why working with you. I love to, especially on the homepage, just do a one-liner testimonial, like not doing the giant paragraph someone wrote about you, but more of like one or two sentences. You could do multiple testimonials and have them like cycle through or do multiple spots on the page if you have a really long homepage, but just some testimonials. And then statistics. Jordan, you have this on your website. And I think that's really nice, literally on your homepage, but this can be like numbers of clients you've served. So saying you've served 700 customers, maybe the number of podcast downloads. If that's something that relates to your show rankings on things, awards you've earned. Jordan, you have right now served 100 plus, I guess you say clients. I can't remember how you phrase it exactly, but with VIP days, it's like, so someone who's thinking, Oh, Jordan, VIP days. I'm interested in hiring her. That's like instant credibility, all those statistics you have. And it's also really easy to consume statistics, which I like because like someone might not read an entire testimonial, but then they see that one little stat it's in their head and it helps you with credibility. And then the last thing, this is more specific to designers, photographers, and people doing like visual work, but showcasing your work on your homepage. That should not just be on the portfolio page. It should really be throughout your website. For photographers, it's really easy because you're likely using the images you took everywhere. But as a designer, sometimes we don't put our work until our portfolio page. So like having a sampling of sorts of like, here's different work I've done recently. So those are some ways to show credibility. And yeah, you just want to do that as really you could literally hit all of those if you wanted to on your homepage or just hit a few. Have you been hearing all the buzz about VIP days or one day virtual intensives and want to create one for your business, but have no idea where to start? Head over to systemsamey.com slash quiz and take our new 60 second quiz to determine what kind of VIP day you should create. You'll get a detailed report with action items and exclusive structuring tips straight from the mouths of successful VIP day business owners. 
Ready to take back control over your schedule, your energy, and your income? A VIP day might just be the way to do it. Get started today at systemsammy.com slash quiz. One more time, that's systemsammy.com slash quiz. And for those people who can feel uncomfortable about showcasing like their awards or recognitions or things like that, like what are ways that you've encouraged clients to really show off and brag and like stay in like their expertise and show it off and not feel like, I don't know, I think people feel like awkward or feel like they're coming off as arrogant or things like that. I don't know if you've come across that, but I would love some tips. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. And I feel like I personally haven't struggled with that. So it's like harder for me to relate to that, but I have had clients who are more in that boat. And I would say it's helpful to think of it as a subtle sales pitch. It's not like you're directly saying, I think all these amazing things about me. You're saying these other people said these things about me, which I think is helpful because oftentimes someone who feels that way might also not like selling themselves. Like they might not want to say, here's why you should work with me. So letting kind of framing is letting other people say that. And it just really works. So I think if you like can show, Hey, like, this kind of stuff really works. It really helps. And it's not bragging. If it's accurate, you obviously don't want to embellish things. I've literally had people steal testimonials from my website and change who said it and change my name to theirs and use it. Don't do that. You know, people are crazy out there with copying, but like, that's something that's like, you know, you want to make sure you're not changing up what the customer said or client said. And obviously it needs to be your actual clients and not fake statistics or fake podcast places you've been, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't um, embellish. Don't take testimonials from other people. Not that I would have to tell y'all to do that, but just in case. I don't even know, but that's always fun when you find that stuff. (laughs) So anywho, all right. What's the next key? Yeah. Okay. So farther down the page, I have a couple other keys I can even add in, but I'm kind of skipping some steps right now, but at the very end of the page, it'll come before, you know, a lot of people put like their Instagram bio in the, or not Instagram bio, their Instagram feed in the footer and like some, maybe a lead magnet and some like footer links, that sort of thing. But before then you want to call people to action and tell them where to go next. And that's something to just See as something to do basically on every page of your website, always be telling people what the next step should be. So on your homepage at that bottom, Jordan, you can, you do a really good job of this on your site, but like you have a big banner area and it calls people to action. I believe on your site to take a quiz. Yep. Yeah. To take a quiz, which is awesome. Like that's a great next step after someone has consumed the homepage and is interested in working with you on my site. It's calling people to action on different templates to look at literally with like, here are some different ones. You can kind of cycle through them and literally go to see one. I just designed another custom site recently where we did their Facebook group as a um, call to action at the bottom, their private Facebook group. They could be going to your service page, totally up to you, but you just want to tell people where to go next. And, you know, it's very possible and really ideal technically that someone would click on one of those other links before they get down to it. Maybe they click to go to your about page. Maybe they click that button in that hero section at the top maybe they clicked on your services. Like if you have those listed on the page, like the two or three ways to work with you, but if they haven't, now you're telling them where to go next and kind of guiding them on a journey through your website. So in Jordan's case, like giving them the quiz, then you're going to get their email and then they'll be put into that. And maybe then after they take the quiz, even continue like looking on other pages. Yeah, exactly. So again, 
the level of intentionality is huge. Making sure that you have a purpose for every part of your homepage and not just slapping up, you know, oh, like maybe some of this or maybe some of that. Like Elizabeth is very intentional at the bottom of her page with the templates. I'm very intentional that I want you to take the quiz. Like if something hasn't hit for you so far in the page, then like not the last thing I want you to do, but just like an encouragement that's like a really easy way to get started is my quiz. So mm-hmm. that's why it's at the bottom versus the top. Some people have their quizzes at the top, but again, knowing what that journey is for your people is really what's big. Um, are you yeah. uh, like for or against the Instagram? I think you have your Instagram, I think feed. I do. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And that's actually yeah. one of my next things on here, but yeah, I'm very yeah. pro Instagram feed on the website, yeah. but yeah, with this one too, something I want to add, that's like, I guess a bonus tip, but having a lead magnet on your homepage, I sometimes feel like that goes without saying, but at the same time, it actually doesn't. But if you are someone who's doing email marketing, which not everyone does and not everyone needs to, but if that is something that's a piece of your business, you want to give people a way to opt in. I'm actually anti the pop-up as soon as someone lands on your website as a designer and as a marketer, I think people typically just click it off and they're like, oh, I'm trying to read what's underneath it. Get this away. An exception to that would be if you're like a shop and you're giving people a discount code and it's like, oh yeah, I'm literally thinking about buying this. Here's a code. Then they're going to opt in. But otherwise I love inline opt-ins, which just means they're scrolling and they see it happen. Um, or like bottom corner pop-ups. I have one of those on my site where it just does a little in the corner pop-up does not block the content, but they can like go into that if they want to. But yeah, like quizzes are amazing opt-ins, PDF downloads. I mean, you can do video trains. I mean, Jordan, I know you talk about this kind of stuff all the time, but doing some kind of lead magnet and also not calling it getting on my email list. That's a like pet peeve of mine. Like it should not be subscribed to get updates, which is probably what your email marketing software automatically says. You need to give some kind of incentive. We don't even have to mention that it's like email marketing. Like Jordan, yours is wonder which type of virtual VIP day you should create. Take 60 seconds and find out. It's like, we're not even, it's the button says start quiz, but it's not even really about that. It's like, you're going to solve this problem of which type of virtual VIP day they should create. That's what to focus on. So that's a little extra thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good extra thing. Yeah. That's super important. I think I've seen people who strategically, like it looks like an Instagram feed, but they actually took specific photos from their Instagram feed and done it that way. Because sometimes like I don't know, like I'll throw in random pictures and my team's like, dude, you totally just messed with the entire feed. And I'm like, (laughs) so just like another way to like have that be there, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like your true Instagram feed. It could be like your top six posts or something if you want it to like look a certain way. That's literally what I do on my site too. It's not clicking literally to the image. It's just clicking to my whole page and I'm picking images and just change them out whenever I feel like it. I think that's a good way to do it. Cool. All right. And then the last key, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what do we have there? Yeah. So this one literally ties into what you were just saying with Instagram. So what I would say is like a key on the homepage and yes, like on the homepage, not just hidden on your contact page is to link to your social media. And the way I like to phrase this is that so people can hang out with you on their turf, which sounds kind of funny, but basically like your website is your own creation. That is like them going into your store to look at your stuff. Them going to your profile on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever it is for whatever 
whatever industry you're in, but specifically like talking about Instagram, if someone is a daily Instagram user, they're going to feel so familiar going to your story highlights, going to see what you're tagged and reading your latest post, watching your stories right now. And that feels like consuming your content, getting to know you on their turf. And then, you know, they might follow you, go back to your website. And then that's where they're going to go. You look at your services, fill out your contact form, buy whatever it is you're selling, but just letting people like get to know you like where they want to and where they feel most comfortable. I know for me, like even as a designer where I'm like all about looking over people's websites, like all the way up and down, whenever I'm like, as soon as I'm interested in someone, I want to go to their Instagram. Like, cause that's my social media of choice. I don't ever click over to Facebook because that's just not my thing, but I want to go to their Instagram. I might follow them if I'm super interested in working with them or at the least, like I'm going to watch their stories. I'm going to read some of their latest posts. And that gives me a visual like on my turf for what it's like to work with them. So definitely link out to your social media and ideally you want to link it to it in a new window. So your website, if let's say they're on their desktop, your website is still in one window and then in a new window, your Instagram or Facebook or whatever opens up. Yep. That totally makes sense. And yeah, I have like Facebook, I think and Instagram, Instagram's my main one, but like, I don't put Pinterest because I have zero pins. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want you to go there really because you won't find any value. And so, yeah, not necessarily feeling like you have to put every place because you see some people's websites where it's like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, mm-hmm. wherever else. And then you go and it's like not even like that active. And that's actually going to be a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Cause some people think like, especially if you, like, if you buy one of my templates, for example, it gives you like four right. icons right there. So mm-hmm. then people are like, oh, I need to use all of them. But yeah, yeah, if you're not using Pinterest or Twitter or whatever else icons. For me, one thing I liked doing was I added in the Apple icon to make us think of Apple Podcasts. And I linked to my podcast directly on Apple. And then I have Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram because I actually do use Pinterest. But yeah, I just actually did a custom site where on their old site, they had Twitter linked and hadn't tweeted in like four years. And it was like, yeah, we need to like not because someone who loves Twitter is going to be like, oh yeah, I want to go look at his tweets. And it's like, nope, there's not anything happening there. So yeah, no. So don't go there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Awesome. Well, I love those five keys. And I think again, when you're being about your homepage, the main thing is to be intentional, to have a strategy, to know where you want people to go and why you want them to go there. And so with all of Elizabeth's tips, and again, you can just bend her podcast and get even more goodness, but um, also let's talk about your favorite tools. So these could be website related, or they could be just fun things that you use in your business that you want to share because we all love to geek out and nerd out about tools Mm. over here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That makes me want to share a tool that I don't talk about much. Trying to think of like what's something unique. So, okay. Obviously I can share two tools. So one is show it. I love show it. That's what I use for websites. So if you're ever like unhappy with your website host and builder, they're a great one to switch to um, if you're not already with them, but I've, I love show it. I used to be on WordPress and switch to show it and really love it. Yeah. (laughs) Jordan's making WordPress faces. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So show it's awesome. Another tool that people might might not know about that I love is front. Have you heard of front Jordan? Oh yeah. That's what we use. Okay. Okay. See, I could, I could have guessed y'all use front because y'all are so good with emailing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you're someone with a team and you're not the only person in your inbox, it is amazing. You can assign emails to teammates. You can chat on an email and be like, how do we respond to this? And then you have canned messages in it. 
can do all kinds of cool autoresponders, different folders, different tagging. We literally do an entire follow-up system from the moment like someone reaches out about the templates, tracking them until they buy or it either becomes cold using like tagging automations in front. So yeah, if you have a team and or want to build out a team to like have other people be in the inbox beside you, it's seriously amazing. Oh, I so agree. Yeah. That's so fun that you use front. It's like yeah. not that, I mean, I guess it's common, but like not really. Most people use intercom, I think. Okay. Yeah. See, I, whenever I found front, I tried like two others. It wasn't intercom. I can't remember what other one it was, but I did not like them. And then, yeah, I never hear people talk about front though. So I do think it's cool that you use that it because they're awesome. Yeah. We really like them for sure. Cause you can, we attach like a phone, you know, numbers so people can text us stuff. We have yeah. like the chat boxes on different like sales pages and stuff. And then yeah, just like our main inbox too. So it's like we, and our Facebook messenger also goes yep. there. So it's like literally yeah. all the ways you can talk to us except for Instagram DMS. I'm waiting for that. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, it is a really good one. If you have teams and people managing inboxes and stuff, cause it can and you really could do a chat box on your website through it. Do you use that? I don't mm-hmm. use that right now. Yeah. We use it on our main website, but we have it on like backend, like funnel yeah. pages. Yeah. Very cool. And whatnot. So, which is really nice. Awesome. And so you also have a freebie for our listeners. So go ahead and share what that is. Yeah. So if people go to, I'm sure you'll link to it for that just quick link, but elizabethmccravey.com slash headline. It's a, what's the best way to describe it? Like a Mad Lib style headlines for your website. So I think these are ideally for sales pages, but they really would work well on that same area we were just talking about of the brand statement at the beginning of your website. So it's like plug and play. There's 11 of them that help you come up with that like awesome statement starting on the sales or service page, ideally to like get people like, Oh yes, that's for me. And then keep going. So you plug in info with like your business name, what it is you're selling, what the value is and all that. And then you just have a really awesome, like high converting statement. Nice. That makes it super easy. Yeah. Headlines are not, uh, do not come naturally to me. So yeah, I literally <laughs> reference my own freebie to write. Like I use it for emails too, like email subject oh, lines. It can good. be used for a lot of things. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely have a link in the show notes in the description, but where else can people find you? Uh, social, your podcast, obviously anywhere else. Yeah. So my Instagram, everything's at my name. So Elizabeth McCravey on Instagram and elizabethmccravey.com is my website where my templates are and all of that. And then my podcast is the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. And I think Jordan and I are similar as podcasters. So I think you guys would like that one if you like the show. And yeah, those are the main ways. Awesome. Yeah. So go ahead and check Elizabeth out. She's got tons of goodness for you. And yeah, it's, she's such a wealth of knowledge. And so again, if you really want to dive deep into website stuff, if that is a plan for you this year, then definitely go and check out Miss Elizabeth. So thank you so much for being on the show, Elizabeth. Loved having you. Oh, thank you, Jordan. It was so fun. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.